0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Brielle, be your host today, and I'm here with Carlos from Life Athletics in Florida. What's up, Carlos? How are you today?
2: What's up? How are you?
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you.
2: Anytime. Thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. of
1: course. All righty, cool. So let's just jump right into the details here. I'm excited to dive into things with you. So what is it that made you want to own your own facility?
2: Um, it's a story. So we, I, my wife started CrossFit before me, and I I was not interested in it at all. I was doing mountain biking at the time. And I told her, okay, you have three months to try it. If you like it, we'll, we'll I'll look into it. And she did. She loved it. She proved me wrong. And so I'm like, All right, I'll do it once a week, something like that. I don't think I'm going to like it. And before you know it, um, I was coaching. And uh, the owners of the other gym I was a part of asked me to be a part owner. And I was like, great, I'll do it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I enjoy it. So I went right in and I started it. That was in 2014. So seven years now. Um, and yeah, been here since then. Um, I did that with a part with three other partners at that time. And then from there, um, we gained two more partners, um, after that. So we have like five partners. It was way too many, too many of us. Um, I was going to go coach, uh, Mayhem in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, me, me and my family We were moving over and everything and then COVID hit. Um, so COVID happened. It kind of like put a stop onto everything. Uh, we didn't know what we were going to do. I was still part of the gym at that time. And between that happening, we, you know, how everyone rented equipment out and did all that kind of stuff. I decided to take a lot of the equipment to my house and I started doing everything out of my driveway in my house. And we were there for about eight months um between that so this happened in March in May the other gym opened the gym I was part of and then my wife and I decided you know what let's just not go back let's stay together let's keep it here we're gonna go to Tennessee anyways let's just do the driveway for a little bit I'm like okay cool so we did the driveway for a little bit and uh, when we decided that I was like, okay, I was telling the members, listen, we're going to go to Tennessee. We're just going to be here until maybe August, and that's it. Well, the next day, my mom, my wife's mom finds out she has cancer. And my wife is like, we can't leave her here. I can't leave wow. my mom alone. I had to stay with her. So I'm like, okay, that changes everything. So at the yeah. time, I have quit the other gym. I have no plans to stay in here and uh we're going to Tennessee so she's like what are you going to do for work I'm like let's just open another gym yeah she's like Carlos we're in the middle of a pandemic um how we're going to open a gym I'm like let let just let's let's try it Mm -hmm. she's like all right cool so I started calling on members from the other gym like that were really close to me um and people from my driveway and one of the members he has another business and he's like an investor and stuff and he's like carlos i he had told me before that he will if i ever need help he will let me do it he will help me mm-hmm. i never i never thought it was real all right i just left it as that so i when i came to ask him this time he's like yeah how much money do you need i'm like oh maybe like fifty thousand around there and he's like um no like how much money do you really need because i want the facility to be nice i wanted i want you to succeed so i was like okay like 180 and he's like <laughs> okay done and wow he's he gave me the 180,000. uh we found the location it was the struggle to get it open because there used to be a gym in the location i'm in right now and they closed <laughs> so the landlord had that like that bad um buy or whatever he's like how are you gonna make it you're in the middle of the pandemic how are you gonna pay the bills so i told the landlord we'll give you three months in advance so wow. that you're, mm-hmm. you, you can be like comfortable and he's like right. okay cool and uh yeah we got the location october 1st of 2020 we got our co so um yeah we then we've been open for a year now uh we started with 40 Four members 44 people were going to my driveway and now we're at 207. Wow yeah
1: so there's so much good stuff there so basically it all started with your wife's love of CrossFit yes. and then she kind of pulled you in and then you ended up loving it yeah. and then it's very interesting to me the dynamic of your original partnership like that there are so many people that were involved there so I'm sure that that was yeah that was interesting you know it's like too many hands in the pot there
2: yeah so it's not it wasn't as bad it was more of it was slowing the process down so if Mm -hmm. if you don't have people that are all going in the same direction yes and then it doesn't have to be bad let's say you know one owner loves competing the other owner loves building relationships and the other owner is more about boutique right like n- n- nice mm-hmm. when you have all that division they're all good but when you have three going a different way it just doesn't take longer like it took us it took us over there to get to 200 members three years
1: right
2: because of the culture and everything that i yes. want to implement is here it's only me because my the investors are are all about like you do your work and we sit back and watch right and um so it took us a, uh literally one year one year we were at 208 members straight that out.
1: is crazy yeah. you never yeah. hear that and especially like during like the now. time that you opened mm-hmm. as well it's like yeah mind blowing that you were able to achieve that level of growth so fast and especially during that time like that doesn't even happen when covid isn't a thing you okay. know so that is that is huge congratulations on being able to do that Thank and you. the way that things kind of happened for you too it was it's interesting because you had these plans to move you know to not even open a gym at all to move no, to a different state and then things just kind of fell in line for you
2: so yeah 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 I mean as you know it takes like I did the whole so the gym where I was part of it was only 40 members too and I built it to 227 but with the time for the pandemic hit we expanded to next door so all that work I was like oh my god I gotta do that again right so it was like I was like, no, let's just move to Tennessee, relax, do some Airbnb, some other different kind of (laughs) stuff, and then coach for fun. You know what I mean? Like I can coach and be fun. And man, when they had this, it was, it was good. It was a good blessing. It was everything nice that we want to do. But the work that it takes is, this is the downfall. Like it takes a lot of work, time away from your family. We have, I have three kids, my -hmm. wife, you sacrifice all of that
1: yeah
2: this happened so
1: yeah absolutely so to achieve that level of growth within such a small period of time what did you do how did you get the attention of new members and how were you able to grow that fast within the short amount of time
2: so the what we believe in our life is take care so you know like there's marketing and all this stuff and market on facebook market on instagram market right. is and that we all that money that we that you can spend on marketing our marketing budget is spent on the actual members that we have now mm-hmm. so because the, our biggest return is those members telling their friends
1: yeah so mm-hmm. we
2: have um I mean, I I can tell you each member here probably brought in five people. That's wow. how, it, that's why it has multiplied so fast.
1: Yeah.
2: And why is that? Because they can stop talking about us. They right.
1: Like,
2: like Carlos, all I do is I go like every time the, the new member comes in, it's like, Carlos, she doesn't shit up about you guys. So I had yeah. to conceal you. Like it's all she does is talk about, oh my God, you have to go to my gym. It's the best hours, the best this. Is it, I can leave the place, I can stop talking about it. So they come and then right. when they experience it, they're like, Okay, this this is why. Yeah. And they, you know, they then they tell their friends. And then right. now it's just like a little snowball, right? Effect of like it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So the more members we get, the more that return is gonna be.
1: Yeah, of course. So yeah. I mean, when you get those referrals like that, when people are bringing you their friends, that basically it like takes it takes the pressure off of you as far as like the sales process goes, because there is essentially no sales process. It's exactly. more so they walk in the door and they're ready to be a part of the community right away. So right. it makes things really easy for you because you don't have, it's not like you have to sit with them and uh, do like a, a diagnostic sale, you know, it's just, they walk in the door, they're ready to go.
2: Exactly. They come in and they, they know what to expect. And once they experience it, then that's the cell, that's the closest cell right there. Like when right. they, they have the, they take, we do a three, um, three uh, day trial Mm-hmm. So, so they can try it out because we don't let people sign in into our gym unless they try it three times because okay. we want we want people we want to earn their membership and we mm-hmm. also want to um show them what we're giving them so right. that when they sign up it's for sure it's like oh, it's not gonna be like okay next month they're gonna call in and cancel or yeah. no, I don't think I'm gonna do it it's we do not like a lot of people have come into our gym and be like hey I want to sign in now and like no try it three times and then we'll talk
1: yeah and we're like yeah
2: perfect so there is it's for sure you know you earned Definitely. it yeah. yeah
1: you want them to be committed to their goals you want them to actually get results that they're looking for and then you also want them to be a part of the community that you built in the right way you know you don't want just anybody walking into your gym. You want somebody that's going to kind of supplement and add to that community atmosphere that you've already built.
2: Yep. 100%.
1: Absolutely. I love that. So as far as goals go for you, obviously you've really hit the ground running. Um, So what is it? You've, you've just been open just over a year now, right?
2: Yeah. A year and one month.
1: Yeah. Right. So um, as far as goals go for the next six months to a year or so, what is it that you are specifically focusing on within the business?
2: So within the business, um, we as coaches, me and the, and the staff, we do a weekly meeting. Mm-hmm. And in the weekly meeting, we um it's not just like a meeting to hang out, we actually do courses on how to build relationships, how to um Talk to different kind of uh, members with that have different kind of um, characteristics, you know, like if someone, right. maybe someone I can scream to, someone I have to talk lower to, someone doesn't like to be uh, screaming, yelling, they're first motivated like that. Right. Um, so all those things we do every week, we pick five members that we talk to them and learn a little bit of their background where they're from what are their goals and things like that so that we can keep growing it's not just like okay you come in you got that first hive of the gym it's brand new it's amazing it's great right. equipment but what's next right exactly so we never let that kind of like a plateau of yes. like the, the excitement we keep mm-hmm. the excitement always going yeah so weekly we have that meeting and from there um so like six months we have a six month goal and then we have three years five years and ten years okay so six months um from right now is to get to 250 members Mm -hmm. okay that's our goal um again giving to the community that we have now so that they don't stop telling their friends about us right and then from there is um Three years from now we'll be having 300 members okay and being steady where we're like good and i want to have two full-time staff um like that i pay them full-time this is their career they don't have to do anything else right um five years is i want to that's when the lease will be done here Mm -hmm. so i don't want to have a lease anymore i want to own something yeah so we want to go and grow to own um we want to have land, enough land to have a facility and also have a swimming pool, an outdoor track, an outdoor field, um full blown fitness center where mm-hmm. this is it. You know, this is where you go for everything. Right. So yeah, those are our goals in our business. And but again, it takes just doing the little things every day.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Those are important. You know, the little things are what add up to the big things. And sometimes when those little things start to slip and then, you know, your membership is down or you're you're not bringing in as much revenue or it's like you got to go back and look at those little steps along the way that yeah. add up to those big changes for the business. And I think that's something that can be overlooked because they are little things, you know, like connecting with somebody and asking them how their day was or asking them, um, you know, about a family member or, you know, simple little things that build a relationship with people and build trust, you know, and that trust is what helps you with retaining those clients for a long period of time. And that builds your foundation for your business to build off of in the future.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So we have, um, the five factors of health. And the reason why when I was building the gym and the culture, I wanted, like, how can I impact members more than the hour that are here? Because we only have them for one hour. Right. There's nothing else. Right. So we created the five factors, and it's uh, nutrition, sleep, exercise, um, connecting, and thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. So then we always, those are the factors that we use. So with nutrition, now you get them. Okay, now they're thinking about their food at least three hours of the day, right? They're going to eat at least three hours a day, um, at least three times a day. So let's add that to it. How can we help them with that? Then with sleep, right there, seven to nine hours of the day. That's the optimal sleep time. How can we optimize that? How can we help them with that? How can we do that? So now we got them for the hour of the gym, the three hours of meals, and eight hours of sleep. Right. Okay, what's up with the rest? How do we de- impact the rest? Okay, how do they connect? Who are the people they're connecting with? What is something that they're doing? Might be like a friend, a family member that's bringing them down. How do like, we turn that to like, make them understand that connecting with the right person is what's going to optimize your health and fa- happiness, fulfillment, all of that. Right? So, um, then the way we think. Okay, so like let's not think failure. Let's think as everything is a learning opportunity. How do we learn from this? How do we learn from that? Well, let's come and talk to us about anything that you want. I mean, I have, you see all those text messages that I'm getting? I'm getting some more now. It's Mm -hmm. all members, you know, they tell me about their work. Hey, Carlos, I'm dealing with this. How will we deal with this here? How would you do? And it helps. I'm helping them in there outside of the gym now. So it's a whole around thing. It's not just that one hour. Yeah,
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. You know, it's not just about the fitness. It's about their nutrition, the sleep that they're getting, the people that they're connecting with, the things that they're telling themselves during the day, you know, um, mindset is a huge thing. And I think that the mental aspect of fitness comes into play later in the game, you know, once you start really getting into fitness, because it's such a, a relief For people you know it's stress relief and it helps to build confidence and it's just it kind of makes you more aware of other things within your life and then once you become aware of those things you can make positive adjustments in those areas as well so being able to provide that to your members is an extra level of service that I'm sure separates you from other facilities within the area
2: yeah Absolutely.
1: That's great. So I, I like that you also talked about, you know, education with your staff. It's like, you're constantly educating yourselves on different clients that walk in the door because, you know, you never know who's going to walk in the door and different people come in with different prior injuries or, you know, different ways that they communicate, or there's just, there's, there are so many differences within the clientele that you're serving or will be serving so it's so important to know how to communicate properly with people how to uh modify exercises properly for people there are so many aspects there as well so I love that you are you know continuing education with your staff as well to make sure that you're providing the best level of service
2: of course yes every week we we'll do that yeah
1: yeah that's great to just kind of stay on top of it and um Continue getting better because, you know, the better that you are, the better service that you can provide, the more people you can serve. So, you know, like you said, it's all connected, you know, starts with the little things and that's how you build that solid foundation for the future. Yes. So as far as your goals go, which I love, you've got some really great goals moving toward the future there. That five-year plan is awesome. So as far as building that membership up to 250 people, Mm -hmm. Um, what is the plan there? How do you plan on getting to that level? Because another thing that you also talked about, which I love that you are aware of this. A lot of times when you first open your facility, there is like a flood of people that come because it's new, you know, it's, it's the new shiny thing that everybody wants to be a part of. But eventually that does slow down a little bit. yes. So, which you're aware of, which is fantastic. Was, uh, so you're one step ahead, but as far as, you know, continuing that growth, what is that plan?
2: Of course, so it was funny for us, it's, it's just, um. so like in CrossFit, I don't know, is all these seven years I was at the other facility, every time we had a huge surplus of people was in March and in, in um August. I don't know what it was, but we will have like 40 plus like people come in every those two months were huge for us. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, OK, well, how is that going to work now with COVID? Right. Like everything is closed. There is no like going back to school. There is no um, nothing like nothing is happening. It's basically right. closed. So we didn't have that surplus because we opened the gym and all right, 50 people are going to come in just because it took us. A good while to get to 100 members like I think it probably took us so we opened in October I think yeah I would say January maybe we hit 100 members so it was kind of slow it wasn't fast what happened was I guess in the state of Florida like things kept opening like faster than everywhere else Mm -hmm. and one the the media like the the mainstream media yeah huge i see now i see how big they are literally they started saying on the news july 1st july usually is super slow and for cross for us crossfit Mm the summer is super slow right um you don't get maybe gain like two or three members a month the, social, the media said, okay, everything is opening up. The government is, uh, the government governor of Florida is releasing everything open. All the restaurants are open. You can go do whatever you want. Get it going, go. We mm-hmm. literally got like 60 people that yeah. month, like that. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, it's insane. And this is how I know how strong they are and influential they are. The moment, so obviously the COVID cases spiked, all that happens. So then the media started talking bad about Florida. Florida's crazy. Oh my God, it was gonna die, right? So then, Ju- July, August, which is supposed to be a, a good month for us. Yeah. Zero. No one came in. Uh. I was like, oh my God, this is how powerful oh, the yeah. media, the mainstream media, is, right? So I was like, that is insane. So we're like, we. I was sitting down and like, worry, man. Like they really control our business. Like they yeah. could say something 100%. tomorrow, and we're done. Like yep. completely done. So I was like, you know what, guys? We have to educate our members. And let's educate them how important health is for you to combat um chronic disease, sickness, anything like that. Right. And let's that on them like crazy so we went on like two months of educating and researching articles and saying all these things and right before classes telling people what what the benefits are of being healthy and all this so that they can go and tell their friends that were um iffy about coming to the gym because of all the you know like we don't wear masks oh my god what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. they kind of like where are our voice out there right and once that happened okay then here we started seeing again a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more so then i figure out okay this is what we gotta do guys we gotta educate our members so that in return we don't get um it doesn't affect us when the mainstream media says something because our members know really what's what what it is and how important this is for them
3: Absolutely.
2: And then since that happened, then we started like normally 10 people per month, 10 here and there. Right. Usually, obviously, as you know, like the holidays are here. Mm -hmm. So people it it slows down, right? Like the Mm -hmm. you know, people are going out of town, people are doing things here and there. So it slows down the the increase of, of, of members coming in. But um, I think now in January, February, and March. I think now it's going to be like more normal how it used to be where March and August, you get a surplus of people and you get there. So that's why my goal is for March to get to the the 250 members again by educating our people here.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. We have, if you think about it, if I can get everyone at the gym to bring one person, now I have 400 members. Right rather than trying to get such a huge um, surplus of people in you know like on instagram or something where is they don't feel it they don't feel what it is to be a part of life Right. right and it's and it's hard for us to put that out there we do put it out there and people have seen it and people oh my god i see your instagram it's so amazing i love it great but it's still not going to capture it how you're going to experience it at the gym Mm -hmm. Once you experience it in here it becomes like okay now you have that it feeling it's like an it you can't even explain it when you open the doors and you walk in you're like okay i'm at home this is yes exactly yeah Uh,
1: yeah. building that that community
2: exactly so that's how we focus make sure that the members here are super super well taken care of and we all of our resources go to them because that's how we're going to get to 250, 300, 400. Right. So yeah, Yeah, that's awesome.
1: People want to feel like a part of something. So you provide yeah. that and, you know, it kind of grows organically from there. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I really love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and improve one aspect or one thing in your business today, what would that be and why?
2: Oh, man. Um <laughs> I would say for myself, for me, um, be what you're doing right now. Learn yeah. to delegate and give someone the chance to do what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. have someone care of the way I care about it. Exactly. So then I can go do something else and right. grow something else and things like that. So that's the one thing I would change like right now. Like that would be something that um I have a manifestations of like building a careers for my coaches so that mm-hmm. I can step back and right. watch them do that and do that opportunity.
1: Yes. So that's
2: that's one thing that I would love like I know yes. I know it's, it's going to take time and it, it it takes a lot of work but that would be amazing if it's right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I that is it is one of the hardest things to do is step back and you know like you said nobody cares about your business as much as you do, you know? So the level of service that you provide, I mean, you hope that your staff is going to provide that same level of service, but it's guaranteed when you're doing it, you know? So it's hard to step back and delegate and allow other people to kind of step into your position and do what you're doing. But that is the necessary step for the next level of growth. So, because... You, you can't do everything and then focus mm-hmm. on the business as well and grow the business if you're always in the business, yes. you know, so it's hard to be able to delegate some of those tasks, step out a little bit, and then be able to see the big picture, focus on the next steps, put systems yes. in place for growth, for the future, to reach those goals over the next three, four, five years. So yeah, absolutely. I, I can completely relate to that. And um, that's a common theme for a lot of gym owners, for sure.
2: Yeah. Definitely. so but
1: it can be done so yes <laughs> it definitely can be done all right awesome so as we start to wrap up here where can the listeners find you on social media
2: so my uh on instagram will be mine main one is carlos life um at carlos life um is it at life athletes hold on let me check real quick <laughs> gotta check that because i do not sure but most, will be the gym, like the the actual gym. Um, a uh, life athletes, yeah, At life athletes will be the one where you can find us on Instagram, and um, we do a uh, we have a YouTube channel as well, Life Athletics. We do a lot of the education there, cause like like you said, like I'm I was trying to do all this education that I was telling our members. One class at a time, and we have fourteen classes
1: right the
2: other day, and many. Literally, I was here from five in the morning to eight at night. Yeah, I, like, I can't do that. I gotta no. stop back. So then I started putting everything on YouTube, and then kind of like sending it to them individually so that they could see the the talks and stuff. So a lot of my talks are there, um, but yeah, those are the two main spots where where I'm at.
1: Okay, um, life Perfect. athlete, and yeah. Awesome. All right. Great. So Carlos from Life Athletics in Florida. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, make sure you keep killing it out there. And we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome
4: back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. We talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing the work, changing lives. I'm your host Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, DJ Smith, owner of Grind Season Sports Performance and Personal Training in Racine, Wisconsin. DJ, how's it going today, sir?
3: I'm doing great, man. How about yourself?
4: fantastic man I'm, I'm living the life doing what i love hopefully you're doing the same yes sir all right let's get to it let's talk about grind season tell us what it is what you do uh you know how, how you're doing things out there in wisconsin
3: well you know we're gonna talk about grind season we kind of got to talk about you know the name and in, in general how i came up with the name um you know I, I went to the university of finley i got my exercise science degree there um And, uh, you know, when I graduated, it kind of, I kind of just went off, you know, I'm paying Sally Mae back and I'm, you know, I'm working at factories and I'm working at all these different things. And, uh, you know, one day, you know, we were, I was just thinking, and I was just like, man, I need to come up with a name. And I was thinking about all the different phases when it comes down to sports. You got off season, you got preseason, you got in season, you know what I mean? You got your transition phases, things like that um and uh you know at that time I'm like man in all these phases you got to grind it out you know I, I played football um and you know in the preseason you got to do your best and the season, you got to do your best and the in season you got to do your best and you got to grind it out so I was like you know what man instead of adding the off or the pre or anything like that I'm just gonna go ahead and go you know grind season so that's kind of how you know I got the name uh with that um but Grind season started off, man, it's just like a reflection of me. Um, you know, when when it when, when I come down or me as a, a, a person, you know what I mean? I was athletic. You know, I, was a, I felt like I was a leader, you know, high energy. Um, You know what I mean? I'm very personable. You know what I mean? Got great customer service, I feel like. Um, and that's just basically what grind season is about, man, It's just trying to get people into that that lifestyle and enjoying it and staying consistent with it. Um and then by you know by bringing the energy, by bringing you know what I mean, all that all the different variables of uh, you know fitness to them.
4: Got it. So it really encompasses who you are, your philosophy, how how you're really approaching this whole thing. Yeah. Perfect. perfect. So bring us back. It's been about five years now, like where where were you at in your life and your career? when you decide, you know what, I'm going to take the leap, I'm going to do this thing from a business standpoint, like what pushed you over the edge? How did, how did it get started?
3: You know what? I started off at a, a a corporate gym. Um, and that's where I, I, you know, I I did a lot of learning, but I did feel like I had a ceiling over my head. Um, so then uh, what I ended up doing is going and, uh, going to be an independent contractor at, at a snap fitness. Um, You know, and uh, and I was there for about a year uh, where I was really able to start putting in my philosophies, you know what I mean, try to come up with my type of marketing, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Um, And then, you know, sorry for that snap, but that snap had closed down. So I kind of got forced to, you know, to make a move. So it was either like, you know what, I'm either going to go back to a corporate gym or I'm going to go ahead and try to do this on my own. Um, so, you know, just so happened that um, a building, uh, you know, close to my uh, condo at the time uh, was open. Um, and, man, I just took that leap of faith, man. Of course, prayer was big. You know, of course, my wife was a big motivation um, as far as like pushing me through. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it.
4: All right, cool. So is that still the location that you're in now you're in that original location five years later or have you
3: have you moved since then nope I'm still in that that same location all
4: right perfect so and we'll we'll get to that part of the story in a little bit but okay um you know that's um that's that's things on the horizon so you've been at it you started off by yourself right you have one other trainer now but you started off just by yourself
3: yeah, I, I had uh, I did everything solo, dolo, man. I did everything by myself. Um, you know, I, it was it was times where I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna try to ask this individual and try to ask this individual. But you know, I I learned at that time if I was gonna be able to get it done the right way, I needed to kind of count on myself to be able to do it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So it's good to learn all that, wear all the hats, learn all the roles at least in the beginning stages it doesn't mean that having help isn't a good thing but as the owner as somebody who's going to run a business and continue this entrepreneurial journey for forever hopefully you at least need to have an idea of what those roles encompass to know what somebody else has got to do how you can train somebody the things you like the things that you don't like right i'm sure there's things you probably never do again if you could help it but that's all all part of the journey so You've grown the business um, you know to a point where you are looking at another facility down the road, uh, not maybe not literally down the road, but soon on the on the near horizon, what kind of things have you done to grow the business? Have you has all your marketing been hand to hand or referrals, word of mouth? have you have you done anything wild like billboards or events or or paid advertising what things have you done to attract clientele to you
3: uh we did we did paid advertisement we did the facebook ads Um, you know we did facebook ads for a while a lot of it um you know we'll go and it'd be a lot of word of mouth or we'll go out and like really try to get my face out or try to get our face out Uh, we might run some type of promotion like you know typically when i have like a trainer like that we'll run like some type of promotion just to get their names out um and and with 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 my business a lot of it is just trying to get the trainers faces out there you know what I mean like a lot of of the gyms around where I'm at they don't really promote their trainers so that was my my whole concept is okay I'm going to promote my trainers I'm going to promote you know just the training aspect uh and try to get their faces out there um so that will bring business in there as well so Helping them on social media, helping them with, you know, like footage or, or whatever. That's kind of the route that I went.
5: Okay.
4: So mostly promoting the trainer aspect of it, not this is this is this business and this is what we do and and we're we're the star, we're the celebrity, but the the trainers themselves, the experience that you're going to get from it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So that's I mean, really, if if people are. If they're in touch with that, if they feel like they know somebody or they know their style or their personality, especially in the social media age, um, you know, it, it helps to feel like they're connected and take away some of that anxiety, that barrier to entry to step out. 99% of people come into you that aren't athletes because that's a different population, but your your general fitness, they're coming from the couch, right? They're not coming from, you know, maybe doing another fitness thing. Some of them are, but I feel like most people that come to a facility for the first time these days still are coming in, telling people like, Oh, I've been on the couch for two years or a year because of COVID it's always some time off before they try another place. So anything you can do to make it less intimidating and lower that bar is always, is always going to be a a help for sure. So, you know, good for you for realizing that that's, that's an important thing to let people connect to. I, I really like that, that philosophy.
2: And then also
3: with that, I mean, you know, coming from where I started with like, you know, being by myself, uh, you know, a lot of people, they come to me and they want training. You know what I mean? So the whole aspect of getting more trainers was, okay, all right, well, if I have to say no, or if I don't have a time slot available, then I'll be able to hand it over there. So I felt like by putting their name out a little bit more or sending out some stuff, you know, about them, it makes that transition over from me, somebody that they're like, okay, I, I know that you worked with my cousin. I know you worked with my, you know, sister, or I seen you on Facebook or, or whatever. It makes that transition easier to to move them to someone else because they're like, okay, well, I've seen that person on his website, or I've seen that person on 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 the uh, grind season page or whatever. So it kind of just helps out. You know, that was my way of trying to transition over to kind of getting out of the training scene as much
4: yeah it's a tough thing to have everybody want you and it's like you spend your initial time building up that persona and that rep because you do want people to want you but then as new people come or as you get too busy or try to transition it's like yeah I get it but this guy over here he's he's just as good maybe he's better however you build somebody up so yeah yeah that that's a tough thing because most people can't start their business not being in it, not being the face of it. So it's really, hard. unless you come with you know investors and capital where you're just running it and the trainers that are, are there are gonna be there and you're not, it, it's hard. So yeah, it's, it's a tough thing to transition, but you recognize at least that it's part of the growth and mm-hmm. it's necessary. The only way you can help more business is either figure out a clone yourself or help more people in your business is figure out how to clone yourself or build up these other trainers. So I do, I want to talk about the trainers themselves, the people that you've had with you, maybe the, you, you've got one other trainer currently that's kind of you're at your right hand right now. Right. Yeah. So have your trainers been people that you've hired from the outside or have you primarily you know, had people who were clients who were also learning to become trainers that were in your culture that you that you put up onto the roster.
3: No, um, you know, you know, we got a relationship with one of the colleges here, um, Carthage College here, and uh, that's in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, you know, you know, they got a good program, um, so I reach out to you know one of the teachers there, and he usually sends me over some interns. So that's kind of how it starts off. You know, I, I get an intern. Um, you know, I, I, you know, kind of just, you know, go over some of the, the, the business part of it and, you know, and, and, you know, just see how they're doing their assessments and stuff like that. And then we'll try to just train them up, you know, to, to be more of the grind season way, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then from there, you know, I've had five trainers before. Um, I had a string of bad luck, you know, I had some move to Arizona, you know what I mean? I had, um, you know, one going to the military, you know what I mean? So it's just like right now, um, I have my, my one person, but before, um, now I get them from, you know, schools. Uh, I played football for the racing Raiders here. Um, you know, we got trainers that's there. Um, and basically just try to bring them over in a way, like how I was, you know, in that, in that, that corporate world, they was in that corporate world. They want to start getting into their own. They want to start, you know, doing their own type of marketing and stuff like that. I usually just bring them over from there. I'm not really a, a, I don't really have the time to really try to build, build somebody up from scratch. So
4: you need at least some sort of foundation, some type of match as far as philosophy, the way somebody's general, the way they carry themselves is, and you just want to round it out and put that kind of grind season Touch on it.
3: Yeah. Versus
4: versus taking someone from the ground up right now. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. I mean, you have to know where your time lies, where your strengths are. And in, in budgeting that trying to, you know, it's not just money that we budget, it's time, it's attention, it's energy to where you probably could train someone up from the ground up, but what does that leave you for your sessions or your family or the business? So Mm -hmm. self-awareness is a, is definitely a a big key there. So you talked about a little bit of the business side and how you do try to instill that in your trainers or the way you do it. And for yourself, I always like to talk a little bit about sales processes or intake processes, which depending on how you do it may or may not feel like a sale, but there's a transaction involved. So, Do you have a a choreographed, uh, structured, specific process to where someone comes in off the street, DJ, you know, I'm trying to get more fit, want to lose a little weight, want to gain a little muscle, whatever it is, that you take them through, or is it it just kind of individual to each client? Uh,
3: There's a structure to it, but we try to individualize it. You know what I mean? So, I'm a firm believer of, you know, first impressions. When somebody comes in, all right, that first 15 seconds is, is key. You know what I mean? I feel like that that first 15 seconds is key. Uh, and that's where the energy comes in. You know, the energy, the professionalism. Um, typically what we do is, um, you know, somebody come in, come in, I make sure we shake their hand. If they have a jacket, we'll try to hang it up. Like I said, we're a studio. We're not really a, a big gym. So, you know what I mean? This is more of a private thing. Um, we'll, you know, come around and we'll, show them everything. We'll take them for a tour. We'll introduce our tour. We're like, okay, well, look, you know, this is what we're going to do for the day. I'm going to take you around the gym. Um, I'm going to show you how we use everything. I want to get your weight. I want to get your body fat percentage. Then we'll sit down. I'm going to tell you about myself. Um, and then I also want to hear a little bit about yourself. And then we'll go ahead and talk about, you know, goals. Uh, we'll talk about barriers. Uh, we'll talk about aha moments. You know what I mean? Like this is I think probably one of the biggest things of why my business has been growing is because when we do meet somebody new, we give them a great experience and we show them that professionalism. You know what I mean? And we show them that, okay, this isn't just, we're not just some trainers that's just, you know, off the street. You know what I mean? We're, we're somebody that's educated. We know what we're talking about. You know, we got college degrees. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the route it goes when it comes down to the, the introduction, the sales process.
4: Okay. And you... Do you start people off does everybody have to do personal training can some people just hop right into your group style classes how do you determine that path that they're going to take once you have a relationship established you have their goals you've done some sort of assessment is it do you try to get everybody to do a little bit of personal training or do you kind of allow a little flexibility there? So
3: when we do do advertising about classes and stuff like that, we do offer them to be able to just come in and do the classes. You know what I mean? That you know they can come in and just do the classes. Uh, but we do recommend to them that okay, you know, sit down with uh, a trainer or myself. Um, you know, we'll really get down to knowing what your goals are and we can figure out what's best for you. Um, you know, like you were saying, like somebody that's coming off the couch most likely they're not going to be comfortable with a group session. You know what I mean? Unless they're really sociable, they're not going to be really comfortable with a group session. So, you know, we'll probably be like, okay, well, you know, let's sign you up for a month, um, you know, for, uh, you know, one-on-one training. See how you feel, you know, teach you form, teach you technique. um, And then from there, you know, we'll make a decision on, you know, if we give you a package where you can get a little bit of both of them. Or, you know, if you want to just stick with personal training because you like that one-on-one attention, or if you want to do more group, Um, that's fine as well.
4: Yeah, good. I I like the semi-customized approach and the recognition of knowing like what somebody wants may not be what they're ready for or what they're comfortable with yet. But you keep that note, you keep that in the back of your head to, all right, this is what this person wants and this is what I'm going to put together to try to get them there as quickly as they can for whatever they can handle. So, you know, definitely definitely see where that would probably lead to a lot of client success, a lot of satisfaction. And and that's the next topic I want to talk about is, is retention, right? We talk about it in terms of, you know, what percentage of your clients are staying month after month, you know, where, you know, some, you know, industry average is somewhere between, you know, probably 12 to 15%. So if you have 100 clients, you know, 12 to 15 might leave, and need to be replaced on an average month. Is that something that you're tracking to a number to a percentage, or are you still in it enough that you
3: kind of do it by feel? Uh, I know that I need to do that, and and that's where that's where I'm growing as an individual, trying to learn how to you know use that stuff to be able to improve. Um, but right now, um, I do everything just based off the feel. Um, as far as like one-on-one clients, you know, retentions is usually is 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 pretty good for me mm-hmm. in general. Now as far as my trainers, no, not as much. But for me, man, um, and I have I have clients I've been training for almost eight years. You know what I mean? It's just like wow. and every time they come in, it's a new conversation, is, is, you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing where I feel like it's forced, it's just, it's just fun, it's great. You almost build like a friendship in it. Um but as far as like classes, classes are up and down. You know, classes are up and down. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way how to you know incorporate everything like I'm doing for personal training but doing in a, a bigger group so like with personal training we'll do um, you know you get a meal plan uh, you get your your homework you get your your personalized program uh, so on and so forth and then with our group sessions we're trying to incorporate that as well so now I'm trying to figure out okay do I should I do a nutrition coach should I add a nutrition coach where you know they can do this, and if they want to, you know, do a nutrition coach, they want to have to sit down with that, then they can go ahead and do that. Um, those are all ideas that I, I've I've had, but again, when it's just me, you know what I mean? It's just like, ah, do I want to sacrifice that? You know what I mean? Do I want to sacrifice time to really do that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of just touched on the the last thing that I wanted to get to for the the time that we have here is additional services, what your plans are, what things you want to do. I know you can't implement a lot right now, but, but as you grow, right, we just know buying behaviors of fitness consumers is they're going to go out, they're going to buy apparel, they're going to buy supplements. They're going to buy shaker bottles, right? They're going to buy maybe nutrition coaching from, from somebody online that Uh they never met. So what of those things, are you most interested in adding on, you know, eventually to your services? I know man. right now is it, there's a lot going on, but, but are, are you interested in any of those things? All of those things? I know you mentioned nutrition,
3: anything else, man, you, you got to shoot for the stars, man. I, I want all of them. You know what I mean? I, I would like to, the nutritional coach, you know, I would love to have apparel. We do have apparel now. Um, you know, I, I would like to have apparel, you know, we do supplements as well um you know when it comes down to you know you know mirror placements and stuff like that we do supplements as well um but i think it's just more i want to i want to produce more you know what i mean i want to be able to you know really push it a lot more um i have it but it could be better
4: yeah yeah absolutely and and it's one of those things where i know that you have you have big things on the horizon and that's going to be the, the last topic for us now. And uh, you're patient, you're, you're hungry, but you're patient. And that's a, a good combination because you know that the things have to come in their time when the structure's there. So talk to us a little bit. You kind of, you have your eyes on a facility. That's maybe about th- four times where you are now. You're a little bit limited in space where you have now you're, you're outgrowing it in an addition in, in, to be able to grow the way that you want to add more trainers, add more classes, you had to find a bigger spot. So what does that look like for you?
3: Um, Man, we're looking at an 8,500 square foot building. Um, Man, we're we're, going to have a um, a basketball court in there. Uh, The turf is going to be about 25 yards. Um, And we're going to have a membership as well, uh, which, you know, I'm I'm planning that that's going to definitely help out a lot. Um, by having a membership and we're still going to do you know the personal training classes but one of the biggest things with this is I'm teaming up with a a a partner of mine Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
3: so as far as help you know I mean the the workload is going to be you know kind of split up in half Um, and uh he's a he's a well-known trainer here um and we do basically the same thing um so that's going to be a a huge thing um when they find out, when people start finding out that we're joining forces and whatnot, um, but but yeah, man, you know, what I mean, eighty five hundred square feet, I'm excited. You know what I mean? Trying to you know trying to get all of these ideas all into one, and like I said, time is ticking. We're we're hoping to be open in January first, um, uh, and I think that'd be great if we can get to get to that get to that point.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. We are just about out of time DJ but one final philosophical question for you here before we before we get all your information your your hashtags and your website and all that you've been in this now about 5 years right you're making moves you're growing if you could if you could go back and talk to you know yourself 5 years ago when you're about to make that jump Is there one piece of advice, one thing you think stands out that you would tell your younger self or maybe somebody who's in that same position looking to do what you're doing?
3: Uh, man, don't be afraid to pull the trigger. I think that was probably one of my big things. You know, you you, you talked about timing and I'm a big person as far as like, okay, I want the timing to be good. All right. So I'll be like, you know, I want the timing to be good, but I'll, Next year I'll do it, you know, next year I'll go ahead and do this thing and I'll do this thing and I'll have this type of program because I don't want to rush it I want to do it right. Uh, But sometimes, you know, I I feel like you got to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions to really see what you're made of, uh, you know, and and to really see you know, you never know what what can happen man since we started this process of, of opening this other facility. Man, people have been coming out the woodworks, you know what I mean? Wanting to help, you know what I mean? Wanting to be a part of it. And if I would have overthought it, those opportunities would have never came. You know what I mean? So that's probably what I would have told myself, man, is, is to really, you know, don't be afraid to pull the trigger. You know what I mean? Have confidence in yourself, have faith in yourself. You know what I mean? Let know that God's got your back um, and everything would be good.
4: Absolutely. It's, it's a common theme that we hear a lot for somebody who's got the passion and has the work ethic and knows that they're going to do everything that needs to be done to, to steal your phrase, right? And they know they're ready for grind season. If you know that you have that behind you, the time to do it, let's provide you're fiscally responsible. The time to do it is now, right? The next best time to do it might've been a week ago or a year ago, but you just, you got to get out there and do it at a certain point. There's never a perfect time. So as long as you know that you have a plan and you're willing to not give up and figure out what you need to do, keep pushing forward, just do it. So I'm glad that you took that jump. I'm glad that we were able to talk to you here today. Before I let you go today, DJ, where can people find you? Where can they find Grind Season online? Where Where are you active?
3: Uh, we got a big presence on uh, Instagram. All right, You can find us uh, find at you know, uh, underscore grind season underscore. Um, I have my personal page, uh, grind with DJ. Um, You can check us out there. We got, um, you know, updates. You know, you want to check out the extreme hip hop, you can check that out. Uh, We also, you know, have our basketball program going on right now, going into our track program. So, if you're looking for any type of updates or you're trying to check on your boy, you know, check uh, Grind DJ, Grind with DJ or underscore Grind Season underscore, and there we are.
4: Awesome. Awesome. Check out DJ, check out Grind Season. If you happen to be in or around uh, Racine, Wisconsin, check them out in person. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, maybe you might be checking them out in 8,500 square feet, which is, we're, we're rooting for you, DJ, and I thank you for coming on today.
3: Amen. I thank you for the opportunity.
4: Appreciate it. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. We hope you found value in this. If you want to hear more episodes, more people like DJ, more people that sound like yourself out there in the trenches, uh, working on improving your community, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you of new episodes. If you want to be on the show, there's a link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will reach out. We'll get you on ASAP. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives,
0: keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
6: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk real business with real gym owners. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm here with Josh Bolin, owner of Unrivaled Fitness in Aiken, South Carolina. How's it going, Josh?
5: Doing good, Katie. How about yourself?
6: Doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm I'm super excited to chat about Unrivaled Fitness, so let's hop right into it. Tell us about Unrivaled Fitness and what kind of services do you guys offer?
5: Um, So Unrivaled Fitness, we're a a small boutique-style gym. Um, We started off with about 1,500 square feet, and we just expanded into 2,500 square feet. Uh, We offer group fitness classes, um, typically ranging anywhere from about 5 to 20 people per class. Uh, We offer yoga instruction, um, dance classes. We've kind of added those on as the gym has grown a little bit. Uh, But we just started out with, you know, me writing up workouts, changing the workouts every single day um, mixing between cardio hit workouts strength workouts, a little bit of everything a lot of functional fitness
6: mm-hmm. yeah, I love that I love the the group model it's it's fun, it's energetic there's a lot of camaraderie yep. Very cool. Um, All right. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to dig into what you guys are doing a little bit more, but first give us a little background on how Unrivaled Fitness came to be and how did you know it was the right time to go into business for yourself?
5: Okay. Um, So I've done personal training for the past 12 years, worked in a lot of different gyms. Um, Had a bunch of friends of mine tell me that I needed to open up my own place. And so finally late 2019 I decided to go ahead and and look into it uh see what I needed to do after I kind of figured out where I was going to put the gym try to figure out what types of classes I wanted to run uh instead of going out and getting a loan I just took a loan out for myself so I funded everything Mm -hmm. individually um started buying up some equipment found a space I wanted to get uh signed my lease in March of 2020 and um as soon as I got done signing the lease, about two weeks later, the entire country shut down. Um, I was able to luckily negotiate in a three month time window where I didn't have to pay any anything towards my lease. Um, so I didn't have to pay anything until July. So it saved me a lot of heartache there because if we would have got started before COVID hit, I don't, I'm not sure I would have been able to survive it, honestly. Um, so I don't know that the timing was perfect, but we've been able to kind of build our business through the, the the new COVID world. So it's, it's worked out well for us so far.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was another thing that I wanted to ask you about was, you know, kind of just what it was like opening up a gym right in the middle smack in the middle of the pandemic and how you feel like that affected things for you. You know, do you feel like had you opened at a different time, maybe things would have been different um, or if you think, you know, it was still the perfect time.
5: Um. Yeah, like I said, if I would have opened up any sooner, I don't think I would have been able to survive it. Because um, if we would have signed and been able to open up in January, I don't think we would have been able to keep the, the membership and, and sales and stuff up just starting out um, to be able to survive a three to four month hiatus from being in business even when, before we even got started. Um, so it was almost like a blessing that we got shut down before we could even get the gym up and running. So whenever we first opened up, you know, everybody in our area was kind of ready to get back out there too, because everybody had been locked up for so long. Um, so within our first month, or our first couple weeks, really, we started picking up members uh, fairly quickly. Um, after about a month or two, we were already breaking even on all of our bills. So we were we were sitting pretty good trying to build the business through COVID instead of trying to survive it. So,
6: Yeah, that's perfect. And I've heard that from a few gym owners now that have opened, you know, during the pandemic, or were very new, is at least for them, they, you kind of got to go into it knowing, like, hey, these are the challenges I'm going to have to deal with, whereas existing business owners who have been doing it one way for years, then all of a sudden have to figure out, you know, ways to pivot, so.
5: Yeah, so there, uh, we didn't even have to change the model, because our model was kind of designed around a COVID world, and everybody else had to kind of shift with the world. We didn't have to worry about it. So we just got to grow with it.
6: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's amazing. Um, all right, cool. So now that we kind of know how things got started for you, I do want to switch things up. talk a little bit about what you're doing in the business right now. Um, so what kind of things are you currently doing to get people interested in joining the facility?
5: Um, so we do things a little bit differently than most gyms in our area, at least. Um, we uh pretty much anybody who wants to come try out the gym i'll let them try out for you know a day or two for free try out Mm -hmm. a class see how they like it we don't do any sign up fees no cancellation fees no other hidden fees throughout the year um whatever we tell them they're going to pay that's what they end up paying um and a lot of people like that aspect of it because they know exactly what they're going to pay they know exactly when they're going to pay it we do everything on a monthly basis um we also do a drop-in rate that a lot of people do take advantage of as well, but mm-hmm. our members, our core group of members, we've had people with us from the start. We've had uh, a couple ladies who have signed up with us. They've been with us all 18 months so far. Um, they, they like that aspect of it because I'm a real cut and dry person. I tell you exactly what you're going to get, and I don't I don't beat around the bush a whole lot. Um, the uh, The way the st- workouts are structured, um, we change our workouts every single day. And then the weekly schedule changes every week. So uh, today we've got a a very high intensity Metcon workout. Um, Tomorrow we're going to do a strength-based workout. Next week it may be something totally different on Monday and Tuesday. And that way, if somebody gets stuck in a a routine where they can only come on certain days of the week, the schedule is always changing so they get a good variety. Um, Just a a lot of different options we, we offer them there. As far as the workouts go, we start our workouts as early as 4.30 in the morning, uh, typically run them till about 9 o'clock at night. Um, they're either working with me, one of my other coaches, uh, but every single workout is going to be led by a personal trainer. So it's not like group fitness instruction. You've got a personal trainer going around, so every, every class is almost individualized, even though you've got 15 people in there working out. You've still got a personal trainer coming around to make sure everybody's doing everything properly, uh, making modifications as needed, Uh, We make everybody in our gym feel like they're part of a community. So we've got private Facebook groups um, Mm -hmm. that all of our gym members are a part of. And so we kind of keep them in the loop with everything there as well. So they get a community with access to me, all the coaches, all the other gym members. So they can shoot out questions. We post workouts, nutrition advice on that page. Um, And then every single person who comes in the gym gets my personal cell phone number as well. So they, they, they blow me up from four in the morning till midnight
6: every night (laughs) that's that's dedication right there for sure um okay cool so membership wise you said you're sitting at around 115 right now how have you gotten like attracted these clients in terms of like marketing have you um you know is it solely just been word of mouth and referrals have you done any sort of paid marketing at all
5: no, I don't pay for marketing. Um, we do a lot of Facebook and Instagram, and we do a lot of giveaways on Facebook and Instagram with people sharing. Um, and that's got us most of our members to start with, was just posting stuff on on Facebook page um, and getting a lot of that, that traction built up there. And then ever since then, it's just word of mouth. Our members do a great job of selling our gym for us. Um, every single day, I've got a text message saying, hey, so-and-so, told me I need you to come check the gym out. I want to come try it out at this time. Is that okay? And I'm always willing to to bring in a new person.
6: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I ask too, because a lot of listeners out there, like obviously the organic marketing, the referrals, that's kind of your, your best bet as far as marketing goes in terms of attracting the kind of clients that you want. Um, but, you know, the, the paid marketing is very lucrative as well, but also one of those things that's very tricky to uh, to figure out. So I guess I wanted to ask, you know, you said you've never done it before. Is that, you know, primarily because you just haven't had to, or, um, you know, you don't feel like it would be useful for you? You know,
5: maybe in the future it would be useful once we start expanding a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, we just haven't had to, we, uh, we like we opened up with COVID, like I said, so we had a bunch of people who were just ready to get out of their houses anyways. Um So membership started booming fairly quick. Um, we maxed out our current space uh, about this time last year and had to start work on uh, an expansion plan there. So we took on another thousand square feet, Um, into the unit next to us busted the wall down uh, about a month and a half ago and so now I've got it up and running so now we can kind of expand our membership up a little bit more but there's what need to to try to bring a whole lot uh, a bunch more people in just because we we were already kind of maxed out where we are
6: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure now that you've expanded what do you feel like your max is going to be there do you have a specific number in mind that you would like to get to
5: um, I'd like to get to anywhere between 150 and 175. Mm-hmm. Uh, our membership right now kind of hovers between 100 and 115. We've got a, a few different challenges going on with the beginning of the new year. So adding in those numbers, we may be sitting around 115, 120. Um, but yeah, I'd love to love to get to about 150. I think that's that's going to be a pretty sweet spot for us.
6: Perfect. Um, okay, so you talked a little bit before. You kind of gave us a glimpse into your your sales process. You know what happens when somebody says like, "Hey, I might be interested in joining the gym." Um, so, you know, I said, I know you said that they get some sort of free trial, and then is it, you know, do you sit down with them afterwards, kind of assess their goals? Um, what's What's the process look like for you there? <sighs>
5: So typically we, um, they come in, they sit down with me. We kind of describe what the gym is. Cause a lot of people that come in the door, they're nervous. Um, <laughs> don't know what the heck's going on. They're new to gyms. They're scared to death. Uh, so first thing I do is try to make them as comfortable as I possibly can. Um, just bring them in cause our gym isn't set up. And, and as far as our clientele goes, you know, we're roughly 97% female. Um, and then out of, you know, about 115 people, I think we've got four or five male members. Um, and so when they when they first come in the door, they see turf, they see a sled, they see battle ropes, they see kettlebells and dumbbells, barbells all over the place. Um, so it's not your typical uh, gym that most women would feel comfortable walking in. So the first thing I try to do is make them feel as comfortable as possible. Um, our gym members do a great job, like I said, of selling everything for us. So they they take them under their wing um, they show them the ropes. They show them how to warm up properly um, if they forgot what we've been them how to do already. And then I always sit down with every member and I figure out what their limitations are um, as far as previous injuries, what kind of history they've got in exercise. Uh, our workout stays the same all day long. So we write our workouts up on our boards. Um, and then, like I said, we modify to every single individual if we need to. If somebody's got a shoulder issue, somebody's got a knee or a back issue, we'll kind of take them, and regress them down a little bit more. And so I like to know all that stuff up front. Um, as far as sales goes, uh, I just do a really good job of, like I said, making them feel comfortable as soon as they leave the gym. Um, I get their personal cell phone number. So I'm shooting them a text saying, hey, uh, what'd you think? How'd you like it? Uh, no pressure. Just wanted to make sure that you were comfortable in there. Um, and typically, the feedback's always been pretty positive.
6: Mm-hmm yeah perfect okay cool so um you know once you get people to sign up um what are your membership options and what are the price points associated with those uh
5: so right now we've got an unlimited membership i don't like gyms that have a whole lot of different structures um it it drives me nuts whenever you've got you know 10 different tiers of stuff to choose from so uh, our people you can either pay per class you can buy a 10 (laughs) pack of classes or you can join for a monthly rate for unlimited. Um, you know, where we are, we kind of do a $12 drop-in rate per workout. Uh, you can buy a 10-pack for $100, or you can sign up monthly for $89 a month. And that gets you unlimited access to all of our workouts, all of our yoga, and all of our dance workouts. Um, so a lot of different, a, a lot of value there for the the price point.
6: Yeah, yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, okay, so tell us, how many trainers do you have working for you currently?
5: Um, currently, I've got myself, two other personal trainers, one who serves as a yoga instructor, one who serves as a nutrition, um, a, a nutritionist, and then I've got a dance instructor. So I've got three other people under me, but they serve, you know, three or four different roles.
6: OK, cool. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to ask a little bit about your hiring and training processes. Do you have a specific process that you follow? And then, you know, where have you found your candidates? Do they come from your membership base? Have you looked externally?
5: Um, so the first couple ones, the, the the group I've got right now, I kind of um, found them through Facebook. They they ended up shooting me a message for the most part saying that they were looking for okay. Uh, little bit of work um I'm real funny about who I let coach in my gym um yeah. you know, it's, it's, I do primarily most of the instruction um and so whenever I bring somebody in I'm real picky about who I let near the members just because you know this the the gym is kind of my 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 baby right now so um I make sure anybody who comes through they go through a pretty stringent interview process I make sure that they come in um, and they watch me instruct for at least three or four classes I don't let them go on their own and so I watch them coach for at least three or four classes and then I get feedback from the membership as well saying hey how'd they do what do you think um, so I'm, I'm real strict about who I who I hire
6: yeah I like that it's definitely tough it's one of those things too as far as you know I always say that the training the fitness part of it that can all be taught but you can't teach people to have the right personality to kind of fit with your members
5: (laughs) yeah yeah our our membership there um they're they're used to a certain way of coaching certain way of training and then the um they'll let me know pretty quick if they they're not happy with something (laughs) (laughs) yeah
6: Yeah, that's really cool that you have that kind of open honest relationship with everybody Um, all right, cool. So, um, you know, as we talk a little bit about growing your membership, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, obviously we know as a gym owner, you can't be perfect. There's always going to be people leaving to some extent. Um, but is retention something that you track on a regular basis?
5: I I don't track the numbers per se. Um, like I said, we've got a really solid core group of members. Uh, I know every single member by name. Um, I know most of their family members and, and all that stuff. Um, so, so we all, we're a really close group of people, you know, with 100 and, like I said, 115 people. Um, we, all, we all stay really, really tight for the most part. Uh, retention has been really high for us, especially within the first 18 months. Um, obviously there's been some turnover here and there. Um, especially without having any kind of cancellation fees, all all they have to do is just shoot me a text and say, Hey, Josh, I want to cancel my membership. Mm -hmm. I'll go through my phone and cancel it out right there. It's not a, not a huge deal for me. Typically I try to figure out why what's going on and it's very rarely ever anything to do with the gym. Um, and that's, I try to make sure everybody inside the gym whether they like the gym don't like the gym if they want to cancel um I I treat them like family regardless and so I've I've had a lot of sales and referrals come from a person who canceled their membership after the second day um just because I treated her so well she said um she'll continue to refer us uh even though it didn't work out for her she loves the way that we do business there so it just says a lot about how you treat people
6: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome that, yeah, you, even though it may not have been the right fit for her, you know, she knows people that do. That's, that's super cool that she had such a good first impression from you guys. Um, All right, cool. So, you know, we know how you're getting people in the doors, how you get them to sign up, how you're executing your core group class offerings. But let's touch on what else you may be doing to add more value for your clients. I know you mentioned you did have a nutritionist. Um, Do you offer any other, you know, like online coaching, apparel sales, supplement sales, things like that?
5: Uh, So we don't do any other sales. I mean, obviously we'll do like gym merchandise and stuff. Um, that's more so for the members. We don't, we don't mark it up. We just, we let, we like to let them market for us a little bit. Um, and so, uh, the, the extra services that they do get, you know, they get nutrition services through one of our coaches.
3: Um,
5: we have a a private Facebook community that's made just for our gym, just for our members. Uh, that's a, a pretty big perk. Um, and then just the, the access that they've got to all the coaches all the time. Uh, they don't have any issues, you know, texting me, texting one of the other coaches, any kind of fitness questions that they've got. So we'll shoot them workouts. I'm sorry, but, nope. uh, they'll, uh, they'll, if they go on vacation, we'll shoot them some online workouts, um, send them some at home programs. Uh, that way they get that. Like I said, they get personal training, um, at a, at a group training rate.
6: Right, yeah, that's amazing. As far as your nutrition services, is that something people are paying extra for, or is it included in the membership?
5: Nutrition's extra, um, just because we added the nutrition here about two months ago, um, and it, it's hard to it's hard to pay her extra for being a nutritionist off of or what our membership rates are. Uh, right. So I, I let her come up with her own. I'm real big about treating my my coaches and trainers fair, um, so I let her come up with her own pricing. Um, and then I just kind of piggyback off of that and, and make sure it fits what we're doing. Um, but as far as uh, the the service, that's an extra service for us. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, Approximately how many of your members are taking advantage of that? Um, I just ask because obviously I'm sure as you have experienced, that's kind of the hardest piece of the puzzle for most people. So a lot of gyms have a hard time kind of marketing their nutrition program to their members.
5: Yeah. So what we did to kind of kickstart it is we ran an in-house challenge. So for members who are already established in the gym, um, we had about 30 of our members take part of a, a transformation challenge. And within that transformation challenge, we ended up offering free nutrition services to all of those members. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anybody who wanted to take part in the challenge, they got access to our nutritionist um, to see how she operates and how the process works. And we're hoping that those 30 members that took that nutrition service will end up turning into nutrition clients of hers as well. Um, so that was the the biggest thing that we did to try to get her kick started out. As far as how many of them are are taken up with her through the gym, you know, right now, all thirty of the, the challengers, which the challenge is still going on, and then there's probably a handful more, five or six more right now. We're still trying to build that program.
6: Yeah, very cool. All right. Awesome. So we talked a little bit about how you guys got started. We talked a bunch about what you're doing now. Let's shift gears here to the future. What kind of goals do you have for Unrivaled for the next year or so? Do you guys have any plans, projects, things that you're working on?
5: I'm always working on something. (laughs) Um, So the, uh, the, the main plan is to get our current location The renovations done the expansion completely done get our membership numbers up and then look at possibly opening up a second third location throughout the state um because the market we've got here in aiken is uh is not necessarily the biggest market in the state um we've got we've got a great group of members uh we've been able to to do really well but we want to try to hit some of the bigger markets some of the bigger cities um in the state we've got uh uh sports performance facility that we're looking at opening up here pretty soon hopefully within this year 2022 and mm-hmm. then the uh within this expansion we're bringing in another local business with us who offers um health food bowls and they're going to be offering those bowls at our gym uh, solely at our gym okay. so They'll the inside of our gym
6: Mm-hmm. That'll be cool as well because I feel like that'll be a really good way for um you know people to just to get exposure for the gym. You know people are coming in, getting their getting their bowls, and they're like, oh well, that that looks kind of cool. <laughs> maybe maybe Absolutely. I check out one of these classes. Yeah,
5: yeah that that was that was one of the the, the main draws I had with her. Um, the bowls that she sells are really um, really sought after in the area. She has a food truck right now. And so her social media following was just outrageous. Uh, She's only been in business for like seven or eight months now. And so being able to bring her in and expose my people to her bowls and expose her people to my gym, it seemed like a perfect fit for us.
6: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, All right, Josh, we are winding down on time here a little bit. But as we're wrapping up, I do have one last question for you. And that is, if you could go back and give yourself or our listeners one piece of advice about running your own business, what would that be?
5: Uh, my biggest piece of advice would mm-hmm. probably be, you know, just, just kind of don't take it so seriously. Um, I get, I get wrapped up in the numbers a lot of times and regardless what the numbers are, what the projections look like, it, it all ends up working out in the end. Um, If it's something that you like doing or something you enjoy doing, you're going to end up being successful in it as long as you can sell it. Um, And so, like I said, just just enjoy the process. It's been a it's been a heck of a ride for the last 18 months. I look forward to seeing where it's going to go here in the future.
0: Yeah,
6: sounds sounds awesome. Sounds like you guys have a really good thing going there. Um, all right, cool. Well, we are out of time here. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Josh, before we go for all of our listeners out there, what is your website and where can they find you guys on social media?
5: So currently we're just running on social media platforms. We've got Facebook and Instagram, um, both handles on each one, unrivaled fitness agent. That's, that's where they can find all of our content. We post a lot of content on, on Instagram, social media, um, on Facebook uh, that's the the best place to look for us.
6: All right. Awesome. Well, for all of our listeners out there, thank you for spending some time with us today as well. We hope you found some value in my conversation with Josh here. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to click the subscribe button. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description, fill out the form and a member of the team will be in touch as soon as possible. This has been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Gym Lords out.